Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on AlloMoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Hello and happy Friday. It's Fat Mascara. I'm Jen Sullivan. She's Jess Matlin. She's actually not Jess Matlin because we're taking a break this week for the new year. But happy new year to everyone when we're back. Are we going to talk about New Year's resolutions? Like, I don't know. Are we doing that? I'm not sure. But before we get back to our regularly scheduled programming, we do have another amazing interview for you. Our almost as popular as Lord Gavin episode. This is the number two most popular episode of 2023. Congratulations to Victoria Fu, one half of 
chemist confessions. So she's here. This was an interview I did with her. She's a former formulation scientist from L'Oreal, but then she started her own thing. And she's a science educator as well. And she sort of peeled back the curtain on how products get made, which is something you guys love to hear about. I've noticed the skincare interviews that we do are always the most popular. So I'm playing this for you now, but Jess and I will be back on Wednesday, January 10th with all new episodes. But for now, let's listen to Victoria Fu of Chemist Confessions. Victoria, welcome to Fat Mascara. Thanks for having me, Jen. So excited. I'm ready to get into it. She's so excited that she set up a sign behind her on video that says Fat Mascara Plus Chemist Confessions. How cute. I did. I love it. Our uh, marketing assistant, Ava, will murder me if I do not. (laughs) This was a request. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I feel like our audiences really do overlap, but we'll get into that, of course. Like, tell me all about you. You're the co-founder of Chemist Confessions, which is so many things. Like, how would you describe what you do? I think the best way we've described it thus far is a multiverse. So you've got, yeah, you've got your skincare science education. We've got our chemist quirky formulas. We also have, and sometimes in weird occasions, we'll team up with other companies. So it's a whole world of, we, we just think, nerdy skincare science, general fun. That's why we have in our education side, we've not only have social media, but we randomly ended up with a book. We did the whole podcast. Oh, I read your book. Honored. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sure did. Writing a book, anybody uh, ever done it before? That just never was planned. I am not a writer. Gloria is not a writer, but holy cow, what a journey. And yeah, it's, it's been, we're very proud of the outcome, but man, what a journey. <laughs> yeah. So Gloria is your partner. She's not here today. Yes. And give us some more background. Like you're chemists, like you two met at L'Oreal, right? Like what's your career background yeah. before you did this? Usually when we do, when we tell this story, I've got Gloria to tell like her side, but now oh, it's all you. It's all me. <laughs> so I've met Gloria at L'Oreal in the skincare lab. We are cubicle buddies at that time. And she was working more in the clinical active space. So these are brands like SkinCeuticals. And then for me, I started in Kiehl's. But eventually I moved into anti-aging, which is just general more upstream anti-aging, which doesn't mean a lot. It can be anything from a cleanser, a sunscreen, a serum, but that's how we first met. What does up, upstream mean? Is that some business term? It's more like you've got your brands. So there's directions that are brand-based. Then you go one level higher and you're working on formulas that are general chassis that will kind of spread down to different brands. So that would be the best way I could describe that. In the L'Oreal world, though I'm sure some other parent companies work that way too. Like maybe Amorous has some like squalling and then all the little Amorous (laughs) brands get it. Exactly. the chassis. Sprinkle it everywhere. So for (laughs) us, the chassis was the formulas we created, you know, whether it's sunscreen textures, cleansers, anti-aging, and then we would work with, let's say, like a chemist like Gloria to marry the two and adapt it to the brand. So that's how it all worked. 
That's how How'd you met. become a chemist? Were you, did you always know you're going to be a chemist? No freaking clue. <laughs> I had no idea. I was a lost chemical engineer. For my master's, I was doing nanoengineering research in drug development. And I was looking at encapsulation for treatment of acne. And when I was ready to graduate, I was looking at my job prospects and I knew I absolutely would not do pharma. I was like, this does not sound fun for me. I am about to dedicate many decades of my life to this career. I want mm-hmm. to do something that's going to spark joy and fun and just honestly have a quicker turnaround time in terms of deliverables. I just blasted my resume to all the beauty companies and luckily landed as a skincare chemist at L'Oreal as my first job. But yeah, that's how I ended up there. And your last corporate job, because then you went all (laughs) out on your own, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Talk about fate sometimes. Not only, I, I, I really, I'm not superstitious, but holy cow, sometimes I think about our journey and it's funky. Gloria and I, our first and last names rhyme front and back like first name and last name. And weirdly enough- Oh, I just realized that. Yes. Yeah. And weirdly enough in Chinese, I share my Chinese characters are similar to hers and her sister's. So it's like really weird and spooky, right? This is very unscientific of you, Victoria. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Of all, there's like 10,000 Chinese characters out there. But also when- we were kind of at a time where we're generally feeling a little bit disheartened by the industry. This is not about L'Oreal. This is about the industry, okay? Just because at the time, it just felt like, one, as a first job as a chemist, so much of your project was dictated by marketing. Mm -hmm. The second being that we somehow were still, we just saw like our family members and friends still asking us, still being so lost on how to like buy skincare. And for me personally, I struggled so much convincing my mom that you do not have to pay La Mer dollars to get something that's going to do something for your skin or help your skin. Meanwhile, working for a company that convinces people to pay big money to get something to work for your skin. But also you're just saying you could buy it for less. Exactly. Well, it's just there. you don't have to... F- feel like you have to have that insurance policy. Like I got to pay X amount of dollars to get this much in terms of performance. So I think we kind of just both shared that internal strife in terms of career and just so happened that we ended up leaving the industry at the same time. And we did not plan to come back to it. I actually was looking more into, I guess, like ingredient side, like even like Mm -hmm. more upstream work. And during that time, we kept in touch and we decided, well, why not? Like, we might not come back to this. Let's just dump our industry insider knowledge out into the interwebs and see if it hits. Because maybe people don't care. Maybe people don't care to know that, hey, glycerin is actually a really great ingredient and talk about the science. And that's kind of how Chemist Confessions started. If you scroll down all the way to the bottom of our Instagram our posts were so adorable. They're like hand sketched and there were these little cartoons and they talked about in one line to two lines that were so short back then about like ingredients that you might not know about, but should get to know. And that's how it started. And then it just like organically grew and and we were like so impressed that 
users are just hungry, hungry to know more, hungry to learn, hungry to find better and shop for better. And we decided let's just put our money where our mouth is and see if we can create formulas that embody that same ethos of skincare science, good formulation, and just general fun. I think the thing that we also want is like we, at the end of the day, want this kind of education to be approachable and to feel Mm -hmm. like you could come in with not knowing a thing and you could still come away with one helpful tip. And we just want that same thing for the formulas we created. And that's how the line launched. And then the whole line side is like a whole different animal where we quickly learned like the marketing we were bashing. We're like, right, we're not marketers. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I think the best story to tell about the line when it launched was we knew exactly what we wanted to create. So we started with a line of moisturizers. And at the time it was, how do we break down these very like archaic concepts of dry, normal, oily, which there's no guideline of what that means for a chemist, right? So a brand's dry, normal, oily could be like a completely different spectrum than a different brand, right? There's no good way of like finding your moisturizer. And it's very, it's a very important piece to your routine. And so we're like, okay, let's do this. Let's actually break it down by moisturizing components, right? You've got your water-based stuff that you like. You've got your oils. You've got your occlusive waxy butter stuff. Let's do that. And then by this way, people can add to their existing routine and then they don't feel like the need to just completely reset and then lose all their skincare history. So like, great. We launched it. We knew exactly what we wanted. We came out. We were so happy. And then we realized, oh, right. People don't know what humectants are. They don't don't know what occlusives are, emollients. Yeah. Like like, all those meetings you had at L'Oreal for years where you're like, (laughs) oh, just like let us do it our way. It's totally going to work. Now you realize like, oh, that's why there's like eight layers of marketing and like consumer surveys in between. Exactly. We're like, right. That's right. We forgot this part. So in the beginning when we launched, it was not a good launch. But now we can safely say that in this day and age and where we are in consumer education, it is now like our our bread and butter of the line. And so it's just funny, this whole journey, just so many learnings and yeah. <laughs> well, you guys are educators and like you came up on a wave of right when I think people like our listeners and a lot of people were getting more interested in what actually was inside the bottles and like yeah. doing a little more homework. And, you know, we'd all spent years being marketed to and maybe our skin was messed up or whatever. and We're yeah. trying to figure it out. Yeah. So I'm glad I have you here because like I feel like we want some of that for more people to educate, right? Yes, of course. I want to talk about like what you know. Like the first thing I was thinking about was like ingredient labels. I love that <laughs> since the beginning, you guys have been like decode yeah. that IL. Like yeah. d- that's a hashtag that you use it over your account. But like I turn over a bottle and I look at an ingredient list. I've been doing this for like 23 years. So I can kind of yeah. tell, oh, that's a peptide. That's another yeah. name for so- hyaluronic acid. That's a moisturizer. That's some dumb thing they sprinkled in just so you could say that they had some <laughs> rainforest plant and there's probably like a, you know, I can kind of tell that stuff. But how can a regular person, do you think someone really who isn't doing this for a living like you or I can or can learn how to decode an ingredient label? I think yes, in the sense that 
what is the bare bones of what you want to take away from an ingredient list, right? And yeah. that's really just... Oh, yeah. IL, ingredient list, yes. not label. Sorry. Yeah. So I think for us, when we first started Decode IL, we just there was just so much hesitation with what they were reading on the label. Again, going back to why like we wanted to start all this is to not fear things that you might not have heard of or sound foreign to you. This why, you know, we're trying to fight against general things about like clean or natural or why we want to gravitate to that. There's there's a lot of really good synthetic compounds that serve a very good purpose in skincare and how to get people to be more familiar or less be generally okay with that. And that's why we started Decode That IL. On top of the fact of how do we prevent people from buying into claimed actives or claimed fancy extracts, the story that you're saying about the exotic rainforest plant that was found. <laughs> so in those sense, we say yes. Maybe on the level of us, I don't know if that's actually necessary. It's all about like what do the purpose it serves for you your skincare routine, and how to better it. Decoding can be very helpful in terms of finding things that just skin is not happy with. Skin is so quirky. It is so hard to know. Your friend could be raving about this product, and here you are trying it, and you're like, why doesn't this work for me? What is up with my skin? And that's just how it is. It's just funky like that. Yeah. I think that's why we think we feel like decoding can be very helpful to try to narrow it down, filter it out, and honestly just make a better shopping purchase. So that's the goal. If you, I think that we can all do that. Understanding like yes. how it's formulated and all of that, and I, I don't think that's necessary to the goal of what we want, which is just good skin, right? Well, you said something, you said claimed actives or whatever. Like what's the difference? We hear this term all the time. Can you share with our audience, what's the difference between an act ingredient in skincare and an inactive ingredient. And do you call it an inactive ingredient? Yeah, we don't. Okay, what actually. do you say? Actives, we say it's only just actives. And this is just any ingredient that's going to provide a long-term skin benefit. These are things that, these are the glamorous stuff. This is the stuff that says I'm going to be a wrinkle fighter, a hyperpigmentation. I'm going to tackle skin surface, all of that. And we consider actives. We don't call anything else inactive. It's more that they've I, I think for me personally, I call them functionals. They serve purposes to either help the formula, maybe they are assisting in the active efficacy, things like that. And of course, you also got your fillers. And that's, again, those like pretty extracts and stuff that might not have a single claim, but extracts can be touted as actives as well. So is it moisturizer? Let's say you, you mentioned glycerin earlier. I love mm -hmm. glycerin. Is that an active? It moisturizes? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's too, it's whatever it's you It's not a long would, term, maybe is the distinction. You could consider glycerin as an active, actually. You know, by that definition, it's serving a long-term purpose of hydrating and keeping okay. skin healthy and hydrated. I think the thing, try not, uh, that we constantly weigh in with our content is the gray area. Mm -hmm. And the gray area here is that a lot of actives have multiple benefits. What's the glycol? 
Glycols are things like propane diol, you've got butylene glycol. These are your general, they're also, you can think of them as humectants as well. Your wa- It's a general like water ingredient. Okay. Yeah. Butylene glycol and propane diol, propylene glycol, these are all very helpful in terms of formulation shelf life as well. Wait, what's the one that people always think is like antifreeze? Oh, there's antifreeze in my skincare. There, it- I think it's propylene glycol. Right? Because it share the name sounds similar or something. I've never understood why people think there's antifreeze in their cosmetic products. So it's just that they uh <laughs> why do they think that? No, <laughs> be gonna, honest. I mean Yeah. So I think it's because what what usually happens with a lot of these ingredients that get thrown under the bus yeah. is that they hear about how these components are found in things like antifreeze. Right. And they use that as a way to spread fear-mongering. And so it's the same thing for petrol atom. That's another really good case of this. You know, it's like, oh, like this is something that is processed through in oil, right? And so because of that, as a byproduct, it must have a lot of, I guess, trace elements that are very bad for you, right? And the problem with that is that that's, that's a very surface level, general, baseless claim because petrol atom is something that when sourced is incredibly refined, refined to the point that it is from in its purest form. And so that's why it's like, this is not, this is neither here nor there. And it's the same for propylene glycol. The propylene glycol in the sense that is this, they, they just simply harp on the fact that, hey, look at this. This is this thing that's an antifreeze. You don't want that in your ingredient. I'm like, no, 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 that's not how that works. There's a lot There's of- There's water in rat poison. There's water in your skin. Like, I'm sure if you turned over exactly. the rat poison label, there'd be like some emulsifiers or whatever that are the same as in yeah. skincare. I just never understood that one. I was like, it's not antifreeze. Why do people think it's antifreeze? So, you know, formaldehyde releasers. Okay. Right? Yes. They- are found in apples, right? So people freak out that they're like, oh, it's formaldehyde. Like, this is really bad for you. Why did they use it in preservatives? The, com- the big, big beauty industries are always out to get you. And like, they don't care about the customer. Like, oh, let's take a step back. Let's understand this actual specific compound. And like, you can find, think of it this way as like a, and let's open our minds for a sec. You can find formaldehyde in apples. People freak out about parabens in skincare. You can find parabens in mouthwash. Like before we have that knee-jerk reaction, let's just dial it back one level and process. Do you think before it's a, a, like a lack of science education, at least here in the United States, that is part of the problem? Because I feel like the the highest level of science education that I got, did, we didn't get into any of this. You know what I mean? <laughs> Honestly, I think it's because. We now, Gloria and I are now know too much because <laughs> I think it's just not something that you think about once you've had day, the education, but you could see what I'm saying, which yeah. is like for somebody who's like got to 11th grade chemistry class and that was the extent of their knowledge. Yeah. You want to make it into like a simpler, this is how conspiracy theories, theories start because it kind of makes sense sometimes when you listen. You're like, well, that's a good explanation for a thing that's hard to explain. And it's shocking. And that's the, this is this whole engine of like social media and just so much information Part out of it, there. Where it'll, it's clicky and yeah. Exactly. The shock factor of being like, I first of all, to give a platform to say, I know more than thou, right? 
and then also to shock them to get their attention, right? So this is like, it kind of fuels that as well. And something that we always try to say to people is like, if you ever hear a claim that you feel like causes you to want to take action, just think about it for one second, because usually the truth lies somewhere in the middle. And that's something that we try to emphasize with people when you hear about benzene in your sunscreens or you hear about sunscreen in your, in your bloodstream, you know, like let's dial it back one second and see. And, and what's really hard is science takes time. And this is the, the biggest problem with what we want to be able to teach and talk about and give answers to. Yeah. But then this industry that just changes overnight. Yeah. And I think that's where we're just like, it's really hard to keep up and it's not fun to tell people there's not enough information to say yes or no. Yeah. And things are case by case. We are marketing assistant Ava. She'll, she helps, she'll always ask questions, um, stuff she'll hear and things like that. And she's looking for a yes or no. Am I, can I use this? Could is that bad? Things like that, and and she hates it because Gloria and I are straight up just like, well, you know, if you think about it this way, you know, mm -hmm. like it's because of this. And she's like, I just want a one line answer. It's like a lawyer <laughs> when you ask a lawyer, and it's like you, they never give you the straight answer. They're like, yeah, nuance. It's all about nuance, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. How many ingredients do you think you're working with these days? Like you, you've mentioned a couple, but like, what's the palette of things that go into skincare? Are we talking thousands and thousands of things? Speaking of slow education that we need to take. I, again, this is because if you want to take into things like there are, well, uh, how should I say? Look, this? she can't answer. I, I asked for a number, Victoria. Give me a number. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends I on. <laughs> Definitely hundreds of thousands to millions. And that's including plant stuff, which some plant stuff can be very helpful. Yeah. But the number of extracts out there, there are millions. Oh, right. Because like millions literally anybody can take a plant if they want to market something and go extract a little bit of something from it. And there's, think about how many plants there are, let alone synthetic molecules that they're making in labs. Wow. Yeah. It's probably millions, right? And one level more is from one plant you could have many different ingredients. And what I mean by that is you can, from one plant, you could have your aloe juice to an isolated compound. You could have a blend of different compounds, right? So think about all of those factorials and yeah, millions. There's not enough Gloria and Victoria to look at all of them. Yeah, so how, what's, what are chemists doing now as this like industry keeps rocketing along so fast who has the next big thing and like people want to make yeah, money so they're selling stuff and how do chemists filter through all of that to find new and exciting ingredients that are actually something that could be beneficial here's one word answer carefully <laughs> <laughs> carefully screen but i would say two ways to define it and one of them is more like for us personally is there's all we're always looking at the data on even existing actives that we know, for example, retinol. A lot of these actives, they don't do well in formula. And there's a lot of companies out there looking at ways to modify, improve, um, further enhance performance and stability. So 
Gloria and I have our eyes on that. Another aspect that we're looking at and something that we've personally decided to tackle and team up with is this actual look at AI. And I know this is a very hot and floofy word in this industry, but also in the world right now with ChatGPT. But this is actually going to be probably the next wave of innovation. Will come from artificial intelligence. Yes. And people are like, I know exactly what the wizard are like. I heard it before. And Gloria and I are also in this industry, what we've seen thus far is true because what happens a lot with this touted AI is they're looking at data points, they're trying to identify traits in your skin, and they're trying to push out an answer for you in terms of what ingredients work for your skin, what products work for your skin. It's not how that works. There's no, there's no science that links directly to like what skin type to what ingredient or what formula or what product. That's like, that's not helpful, right? The thing that we're looking at is actually what's actually being used in drug discovery. Mm -hmm. So in terms of AI, what they're doing and the best way I can process what they're doing is they are using a computer model to look at these iterations of balls and sticks, these structure molecules of sh- and their structure. Mm-hmm. There are millions of molecules out there. I always picture those Connects toys or something exactly like that. Exactly. The little wooden circles with the little chopstick thing yes. sticking out of them. Yes. Exactly. So balls and sticks is <laughs> what they're looking at. And they're, these molecules don't serve a purpose. They haven't been patented. No idea what they might do. It's just simply all of these iterations of those structures. They're screening them to see based on these structures and all of these parameters I want, can I find a particular molecule to solve a particular medical need in that case? Yeah. Exactly. So Gordon and I, we've been really interested in this and it was more like a weird turn of events because this company called Revella they reached out to us during the pandemic. And when we heard, they were like, AI, blah, 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 Gordon. I'm like, we're never going to hear from these people ever again. Like, yeah, I don't really know. They were looking at, possibly looking at this tech to see if they could find a new molecule solution for hair thinning. And we're like, all right, interesting. Why don't you fall back up with us when you're done with the clinical? And then after that, they actually came back, which we were like, surprised. And so we find it really interesting that this kind of tech now is now entering the beauty space. It's actually doing it in many ways. I just read about how they're actually using that in in terms of fragrance. They're looking at ways to map fragrance compounds and trying to link that to different fragrance scents. So, and how they can iterate and find new fragrance So this is going to be the next wave of biotech in the industry. And Gloria and I were like, tortured artists, couldn't resist, still have chemist confessions going on. We're like, let's do it. Let's just see what happens. Let's learn about what it takes to take this proprietary molecule from start to finish. What does that journey look like? And does it actually come out with something that could do something? in, In this case, just to help people understand the AI, that proprietary molecule was of these like five million balls and sticks out there, some of which aren't even used in skincare, you feed the little AI program. We want it to be a little bit like this. It should fit into skin receptors like this. And it narrows it down. Well, here's like 20 that might do something. You test them out 
in vitro on real life people or like probably in some cells first, right? I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. Okay. And then you get to eventually a year later, which might have taken 10 years without the AI, I imagine. Yes. A new molecule that could be like the next retinoid or whatever it is. Meanwhile, I know yes. retinol has many forms and many different molecular types, but I'm simplifying. <laughs> Am I doing okay? You talk. How am I going? <laughs> yeah. That is a seasoned person that's like asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Like, I know, I know retinol has these forms. Well, I know. I was footnoting myself as I went because I'm like, I'm talking to a scientist here, so I can't talk in those black and white way that she wants me no. to get in the gray. <laughs> No, no, I love it. I love it. You think, and so other companies are doing this as well. You mentioned fragrance. I've actually written about how they're using it in the fragrance world to test smells. Obviously, pharma's doing it with curing diseases. But now, even in CES, the Consumer Electric Show, I was just seeing some people, I know they're using it as a marketing thing, like, oh, we used AI. But this is it really in practice the way scientists want to be using it, right? Yeah. What's a molecule, by the way, that you were talking about? Uh, fibroquin. Okay. Yeah, I should probably explain that. So that's, yeah, Rabella so, uses that molecule and it's new proprietary skincare product. Yes. Did you make the product? Did you, or you guys did the juice or you're just working on it? <laughs> did we do the juice? Yes, we did the juice. I called it juice. That's so, like a perfume term, but you know what I mean. The goo, <laughs> the goop. Yeah, I love it. So when we teamed up, one of the things we appreciate is that they were like, well, we have this molecule but we definitely don't know skin formulation. You guys seem to know what you're doing. Would you be interested in teaming up to see if we could create this product? It's time for the chassis. It's time for the chassis. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that the word you use? Yeah, the chassis. And Gloria and I, we were like, aw, people care about chemists and what they do. Because <laughs> so many times biotechs wave around these like flashy proprietary molecules. And to be honest, We've, see, we've gotten a lot of those ingredients before and we see them, what they do is they just sprinkle it in. We're like, all right, time to make a buck. Let's sprinkle it all in. Let's put it into 15 SKUs. Let's make a face lotion, a butt cheek lotion. Let's put it in your hair. Let's just put it in everything. And so we appreciate that. And then for us, we, yes, so we help them figure out all the kinks to this molecule in formula because you know, you could have a great ingredient and then in formula, it'll die, which means it's not going to perform. It'll never show its benefits. It could also cause irritation. So that's the story of how Fiber Queen came around. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's highest hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp. 
something we learned about on a recent episode, and all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did, start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on alomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20.
And all those other things are like, one of them I I I wanted to touch on just because I've been thinking about it. Like that's like the pH of the product, the concentration Mm -hmm. level of the active. There's been so much talk about people like, you have to know the concentration level of your active. But I'm like, isn't that mean nothing once it gets on the shelf? Like maybe when they tested in the lab, it had 20% vitamin C, but by the time I get it, is it always going to have 20%? How accurate are concentration levels these days? I love that you asked this question so much. It is something, another two hours of me ranting about concentrations and the validity of actives and how good Well, a lot of companies are. are putting them on the label now, which they didn't used to. Yes. And good and bad. Okay. So the thing is, which is why Gloria and I always tout about clinical studies, because a lot of times these concentrations or these, this activity, these benefits that I read about, a lot of times they only make it to the in vitro stage. This is a stage that you're talking about. It's like, oh, now they take the molecule, they test it in a bunch of cell petri dish, cell cultures in a petri dish, and they see great benefit. All right, it works. Moving on, right? But when you actually want to apply it topically on skin, you have no idea how it'll behave. Sometimes it won't do anything at all. And so that's why we always say a formula that actually can afford to do a clinical and show you, give you a sense of how it might perform on subjects is so much more valuable in terms of performance. And this is incredibly important for these proprietary molecules because All of that information of like benefits and what they're seeing, all of the nitty gritty details, you're not going to find in these third party academia journals. This is all kept with the company. So how can you know if it's truly like something that's going to help be helpful? And it's something that on our Ravella journey, we really wanted to emphasize with Ravella was like when we formulated Fibroquin, we were like, okay. As tortured stem people, we need to know what this molecule is going to do by itself. We don't know how it's going to perform. So this formula, let's only have fibroquin, right? A lot of times what happens is it's high risk, high reward, because you're betting that fibroquin is going to do something to get you a marketing claim in the clinical, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of times what happens is the proprietary molecule gets padded with other actives and formula so that in the clinical, they can hit the claims they want. Yeah, they put it in a bunch of moisturizers and then your wrinkles look less noticeable because everybody's all plumped up, but it wasn't really from your special new molecule. Yeah, that, they let niacinamide do some work, maybe a little retinoid. But can a person go on a website and be able to figure that out by looking at like a company that actually publishes clinicals? like a person listening. Because I always tell people to look for clinicals. Very few companies share them or transparent. They're often small, which is true. It's expensive to do clinicals. But like, they're not showing you usually, I mean, they'll say final products sometimes, which is like, like you said, that's probably other stuff in there that's helping. Yeah, exactly. So this is where decode that IL, sometimes very helpful. And you know, you could argue it both ways, right? You could say, well, it might help, but I also get these other actives, so the price point doesn't feel as painful. Or you could say like, eh, I don't really know. I don't really know how this performs. You're going to look for more information. You're going to look for hopefully clinical data. People are like, no, I don't want to do that. Just tell me what's going to make me look <laughs> younger, please. You know what I mean? Like you and I get nerding out on it, but I you know, can see why someone be I like, know. forget it. Just give me the Lemaire or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
Okay, we're talking about the fibroquin here, right? I didn't even ask you what it does. Fibroquin, you did yours without. Okay, it was just the molecule. We're really looking at it. People are putting it on their skin with nothing else to jazz it up and confuse us. What does it do? Yeah, so it turns out. Well, I have to give you more context because I cannot help it. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. (laughs) There's another cell. So we wanted to have an anti-aging benchmark so that we could have some comparison. Okay, and what we did was we decided on a 0.5% retinol. And just to be clear, fibroquin is not a retinol alternative. Okay, you were just doing a comparative. Yeah. And so we just need to know, like, if we compare it, how does it, is it better or worse? What does it do? And so what we found was that it makes up for retinal shortcomings. Okay. And what that means is more in the terms, you, you kind of mentioned, hinted at it, it's the idea of elasticity. So we use a cutometer, they measure, it's an instrument that basically does a little suction on the face and it's going to pull skin and it's going to time how quickly skin is going to return back to its normal state. And so we found that fibroquin actually outperformed retinol in this sense by 2x. And I don't know how to tell you how nerdy it is and how much PTSD scientists have when they get the results and they're like, holy crap, it did something. Like it actually worked, right? And so that's kind of the general feeling because how many experiences have gone wrong? How many things, you just just don't know, right? To actually get some, like from this model, right? To all the way to something in a formula and being able to see some performance, it's like, Wow. So anyways, that's that's a clinical. But it is and a, the other is thing- it a general anti-ager like a retinol in that it'll help with elasticity, firmness? Does it yeah. boost collagen, I imagine? Can't say that. Okay, does um, it? This is where Okay, it's not a yeah. drug, you guys, it's not a drug. It's not boosting <laughs> collagen production and changing the, the way your skin nope. No, but your skin will be bounce back year. What is the technical yes. term for bounce back year? that's the thing that is so hard it's like yes measures for elasticity you're like great is that elasticity is that what does that mean yeah yeah that's when I like used to play with well now it's my hands but my grandma's hands and you pinch the the back and I'm like oh yep still returning still oh now we're back to normal yeah so that's elasticity (laughs) elasticity so you're thinking plumpness lift yeah, that general. You've been using fullness. it. Have you noticed any like tone improvement with like discoloration, or is it not that kind of molecule? Not that kind of tone. So it's more like not so much hyperpigmentation, but more tone of like toning of like your general skin. What do you call? Yeah, what does toning mean? To me, I think of tone <laughs> and I think color. I think skin tone. Like I'm making the tone of yeah. my skin cl- more clarified or brighter, or whatever. But then if you think about yeah. toner, is it like Tuning, like an instrument, toning it for tightness? Like, what do you think of when you say tone? I would say that it depends on the context. And this is why it is so hard. Because the words, like one company's tone is another's essence, is another's tighten, is another's... Like, so... But when you just said it and you said it does improve this type of tone, what were you referring to? So toning, you're thinking more like sculpted. Oh, okay. It's again with elasticity. It's more... Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Right. So it's not a yeah. discoloration molecule. It is a no. firmer, bouncier baby skin molecule. 
Exactly. Exactly. Could you use AI to find like a discoloration molecule next or a rosacea molecule next or whatever it is? I don't know. So I'm just going to say it and Ravella doesn't know. Like <laughs> I haven't cleared this Ravella, but I think this is okay. They are actually, at the end of the day, Ravella is not really a beauty company. They're a biotech. So yeah. they're looking at a bunch of other things. I'm sure other biotech companies are as well. Yeah. And yes, they are looking at things all different for kinds general of hyperpigmentation. Okay. So it's like identifying the need of what people want out there and then feeding that all into your little AI and coming up with these molecules and testing them and then yeah. letting you and Gloria nerd out and be so excited about your clinical results that show fibroquin <laughs> is two times bounce back year skin than if you bounce just use retinol. Exactly. Which means like without exactly. anything, it's probably like five times bounce back year. <laughs> Jen, I just want you to know that's going to that end up clean? in one of their ads. Yeah. <laughs> Five times bounce back here. Okay. I get it. I get it. Oh my gosh. I, I know that we've gotten like 200 level on the skincare here and I, I'm so glad everybody <laughs> like journeyed into the nerd world with us. My bad. I want to talk about products that you like though, because I know you have your own line chemist confessions. Clearly you've been using the Fibroquin from Rovella, but sure. like, you know, what you know, skincare, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask you about skincare. Let's talk about makeup. Mm -hmm. Are you beauty girl in that sense, Miss Chemical Engineer? I am not. I am pretty minimalistic. I will say, in can I talk about my favorite? I would products? love you to. Welcome to my beauty okay. podcast. Tell me all your favorite beauty products. Let me tell you that every sector of beauty takes a whole different level of expertise. So this is why Gloria and I were very happy to say we are skincare chemists. Yeah. We are not hair chemists. We are not makeup because they all have their different, they're all different animals. Yeah. Okay? And so for makeup, my favorite is the eyeliner by Heroin Makeup because it's a Japanese brand. Their marketing is hilarious because it's this cartoon decked out princess yeah. and she's like bawling her eyes out. All right. So it's supposed to be like cry proof. I have very oily skin and that is probably the only eyeliner where I will walk away and I work four o'clock comes around and I don't have like eyeliner up here. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. When you mascara, do you have a favorite mascara? I don't. I don't actually use mascara. Okay. The liner is your definition around your eye. Got it. Yeah, exactly. And... What is, oh my God, they're massive. The Estee Lauder professional makeup brand. Holy cow. Mac? I'm so sorry. Mac. Thank you. <laughs> you guys, I swear, I just yelled into the mic. I swear she's a beauty girl, guys. <laughs> we went to like the 400 level on skincare with AI and this new molecule. And then we got back to makeup and she's like, what's that brand? You know, makeup for professionals. That was hilarious. Oh my God, I love it. You love Mac. What do you love from Mac? Tell me. Yeah, they're foundations. Yeah, oh, they're everyone great. now yeah, is yeah. like, all right, that. That recommendation mm, might not take, but no, I no, just because no. like because you were I made you switch gears so quickly. You were thinking about like your product pipeline yeah, with Ravella, and then I was like, "Tell me about your foundation." <laughs> deep in the science, yeah. So Mac, I've tried a couple of theirs, and I I think it's great for at least finding the right shade. Yeah, definitely recommend going in and getting shade match a makeup too. artist to shade match, and because that's the only way. Because I suck at makeup. So that's, yeah. She's a scientist, not an artist. What about hair? Do you get into hair products? I do not really. You're simple a simple woman. Good, I am the simple woman. Uh, good boar brush. Oh, boar bristle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
distribute yeah, the oil. Yeah. I like that. What about fragrance or skincare or not fragrance or home care? Excuse me. I love fragrance. Yes. Tell me. I would say fragrance is, I think, I like to think what we do is wizardry, but that is like Harry Potter wizardry sometimes. But I think for me, I've been really liking, I'm currently exploring a lot of like Le Labo fragrances. I get those tiny little vials. And what's fascinating is my husband and I will wear the same fragrance mm-hmm. and it smells different. And I love that. I love it. First of all, cost wise, let's talk She's about that. She's approaching this like a scientist. We have two, <laughs> we have two study participants in a single variable and yet the smells are different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's you right. should do it. It's fun. It's a fun experiment. No, Everyone it is. What have, you, what have you been wearing from them? So I definitely are using the Santal, which is, a, I know, a classic. Everyone mm-hmm. knows of it. If there's another frequency called Another, that one's very subtle and beautiful. Oh, I haven't So I would it. say, yeah. And yeah, those are the main two right now. And any, are you candles? I can't, you have like a shelf of stuff behind you, but it's probably all skincare, I'm guessing. No candles back there? A lot of funky trinkets and knickknacks. Not a candle person, but I, I'm really digging that Trader Joe's citrus. It's like a citrus candle in an amber glass with a woodwick. That thing lasts forever. All right. Before I let you go, I don't know if you listen to the podcast, but we do like speed round at the end. So I have, I have five special for Victoria questions. First up, what ingredient is completely pointless in skincare products in your opinion? Uh. And I make this a speed, like you have to pick one. Oh, God. Aerogel. It's this filler powder that they use for like, it can sometimes give like soft focus effect, improve texture. But honestly, it's because that's like the perfect example of interesting science they didn't know what to do with. So they dump it into beauty and like doesn't serve a marginally serve and improves anything in any way. And I just feel like, yeah, that that's probably the best example of that. What skincare product do you wish you had invented? I think for me, it would be the different adapalene topical because I have dealt with cystic acne all my life. And I had to go through that really intense tretinoin purge just to onboard it. And I feel like if I had adapalene earlier on, maybe I wouldn't have struggled as much. And that's a really, it's actually a really good retinoid. It has some really good studies behind it. Victoria, what's the worst grade you ever got on a science test during your schooling? Definitely probably like a C minus and probably organic Organic chemistry chemistry. too. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. I wouldn't even be able to understand what was going on in that class. Amazing. Okay. C minus, not bad. I, you didn't fail anything, so you're a winner in my in my book. Okay, if you weren't a chemist, what do you think you would be doing? And you can't say <laughs> chemical engineering because like that doesn't count. You already did that. What job. would I be doing? I think I'd want to go into. This is completely random, but I'd want to. Oh, sorry, you said not related to chemical engineering or anything like that. No, fine. <laughs> what is it? I was like. Food chemistry. It's so crazy. (laughs) No, all right. Fine, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Food chemistry, like flavors and stuff, or just yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, interesting. Really, that means you're in the right job, though, because that's not that different from your job. You know, it's not like you're like I'd be a baker. Oh, no, I'm not. I want. Nope, that's your answer. I love it. Okay, last question. How do you unwind at the end of the day? I go and. 
hug my rescue dog, Maisie. <laughs> oh, Maisie. What kind of dog is Maisie? She's an Australian cattle dog. Yeah. Oh, and she, they love to Yeah, play so and run. hugging her is not okay, but it's what I do. <laughs> She'll, She'll allow it because you yeah, need it to so unwind. that would be the thing I do. Oh, I love yeah. that. This was so informative. I think we need like eight more podcasts to really dig into everything that you know and get all your knowledge. But I appreciate you sort of teaching us about AI and sharing your career and give lots of love to Gloria for me. But thank you for coming on Fat Mascara. Thanks for having us. I, I or having us. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for having me. I could talk about this all day and I just love what you're doing, Jen. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's highest hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 